Welcome to Probably Science. I'm going first, and I'm Jesse Case. I'm going second, Andy Wood here. I'm Matt Kirshen, going also. And welcome to the show, everyone. It's it's nice to be back. It's nice to be talking to you all. We've got mm-hmm. a cool guest. So- Absolutely. It's, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah that is that- the voice of John Conroy, very funny comedian, <laughs> who I gigged with just the other day, and I nabbed for the show. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I listened to a couple episodes, and I I love the name of it. Probably science. It doesn't leave it's, me on the hook for anything. Really covered our asses yeah. well with that twelve years ago, didn't we? Absolutely. Yeah. And it says was here, this? I've I've done some googling, and it says here that you've been dead since 1854. <laughs> that sounds is, like me. Is that sir? Was I a lord at that point? Uh, I'm not sure. Com- very famous comptroller. Um, okay. <laughs> Let me see here. First baronet. I don't know what that means, but it sounds important. So this is this is an honor. Um, this is thank you. Uh, it's good to be here. This is great. Do any of us show up first, Matt? You've got a. You, you probably have the. Oh you yeah. Probably show yeah, up yeah, first, no, I, don't I've, you? I've pushed the couple of other Matt Kirshens in the world uh, way down the Google rankings, and I can only apologize for that. Other <laughs> Matt Kirshens, but uh, it's a sufficiently rare name that it's yeah. It's not. It wasn't hard to dominate it in the search ranking world ah that's great that's great yeah, you my best put in comedy to get to my comedy mm. yeah this is my no my best friend to uh, hear by putting in science yeah no exactly we've we've never been good at seo stuff um my uh my best friend is uh his name's hamburglar which is rough because <laughs> uh, he never um you know, I'm just like, man, this juggling career, how are you going to do it? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh I'm not trying to segue, but what's going on with this Grimace uh, shake? I'm seeing all the... What now? Uh, I mean, that wasn't. I wasn't trying to sloppily segue into talking about it because I don't know what it's about. There's some milkshake that's taken over the zeitgeist. Yeah, I've seen that. I, actually, I'm only aware of it because I do go to McDonald's from time to time. Don't judge me. And I saw it on the drive through menu, but only in Spanish. And I was quickly trying to translate in my head but i saw a purple shake and everything else and there was no english version of this purple menu and is I was that like, why is this... it's kind of gone viral is it i don't, like, I don't uh... know I, all i know is what i saw in the drive through line and what you just said so i've got to do some googling here man yeah it's yeah. i'm seeing references to everyone's going to get this milkshake you guys oh it's grimace's birthday i do remember now seeing cumple something uh, oh fuck it it's grimace's Kumple birthday video, shit wow yeah. Yeah, we got to. I got stuff to do. We got to wrap it up. It's, oh God, I, I always forget. Thing. I'm in such shit with Grimace now. Yeah, but it's so I feel close to Father's Day. I, I worked as Ronald McDonald's driver for like a, a couple years, and I don't have his birthday. I never got it. I drove oh. around for years. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough, rough valet gig. Um, it was fun. That was a side job I had in comedy. There was a guy who was. Oh, you're being clown. serious. Yeah, I'm being completely everything. serious. The guy was everything. a clown. Uh, he's a comic <laughs> out in Minnesota, a guy named Rick Logan, and he worked for McDonald's for years as Ronald McDonald. And we would literally go travel all <laughs> the shit. McDonald's in Minnesota, and I'd drive him around for like three weeks or so, and we get these big mileage checks. It was my first like real good side job when I was working the road. <laughs> wow. Like, what kind of, what kind of money are you talking about? Sorry, right? I didn't mean to one-up Grimace's birthday. No, that's no, amazing. no. <laughs> 
No, I mean, what? Do, wait, what do you mean? So you would do road gigs, but then he would pop in during the day I at mean, McDonald's, or, or? He, there was a thing every he he did it as a full time job. He supported like I don't, three daughters, and uh, his wife had a job too. But they all, you know, like he, it was a steady nine to five job as Ronald <laughs> McDonald. But there were also like he couldn't drive anywhere because of legal reasons. So if he had to go to an event, they'd pay someone to drive him too for like insurance stuff. Wait, like I need that. to unpick this. Cause is is it because of the long shoes? Or... I, yeah, I, that's I what I said. I was like, is it because of the you... shoes you can't drive? Right. And he was like, no, it's insurance reasons. <laughs> oh, so so it's insurance. But you say legal reasons. You mean insurance? It's not because Ronald like got busted for smack or something. No, it was more like I. I he said like, how would it look if? I got right. into a car accident. Yes. If you were rear <laughs> by Ronald Like, McDonald's. that's the sort of public relations disaster <laughs> McDonald's doesn't have a plan for. So I'm the fall guy in that case, I guess. <laughs> so if there is a car crash, it's okay if Ronald McDonald gets out of the back of the car. Right. <laughs> like, to try and calm things down. They, they need Talk a civilian to, to pin it on. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing it's also like illegal to smoke while you're in character as Ronald for the same kind of reason, or sure. do anything that would be untoward for Ronald himself to do. Yeah, you can't it was wild. I remember being like, big pockets. Um, at around that time at the state fair in Minnesota, and he was he just saw me walking around with my girlfriend, and he yelled my name from the parade, <laughs> and she was like, "How do you know Ronald McDonald?" <laughs> <laughs> I worked for the guy. <laughs> to my in into show business wow were you i mean obviously then you're probably just like surrounded by chicks i assume after that <laughs> at the parade yes. probably made the girlfriend jealous they, you know ronald. they couldn't get enough of me at the ronald mcdonald house yeah <laughs> wow <clears throat> yeah that's um i mean like you know we we've, we've all been in the entertainment industry for a while you get to meet famous people and i i know you know, some of my more famous friends know significantly more famous friends themselves. But I think this is the this is the biggest I've ever met. Like, I'm now two degrees of separation from the actual Ronald McDonald. And wow. I hate to, famous. I know more now than I should, too. Like, there were three Ronald McDonald's to the state of Minnesota. <laughs> and Whoa. once a year, there's like a Ronald con, I guess. Of all these guys, a Ron Con, yeah, um, and I mean, they used to. He used to do have to do like terrible puns for. So we would like make fun of Ronald's comedy, comedy, and you'd be like, if you went to that convention, you'd really have a hard time getting through it. But I still remember my favorite joke that he. It was uh, why did he like bananas? Because they have appeal. Yeah, it's mm. a great joke. It's a classic. Yeah, you wow. can't beat also, it. They they didn't have to be McDonald's themed puns. They could just be general. Absolutely. Or were they all, or were they all food? It was it, just anything for kids. It was a lot of kids' birthday parties. Right. Oh, so he wasn't just going around to pop in and say, "Hey, these are like performances and things," or or uh... there. It was so I would drive him to like a birthday party or like a corporate event occasionally and then okay. once a I'm, year I'm imagining this is like Zelensky visiting the front lines like it's just that's a morale right. That's right. sort and of thing his, like, I'm his valet more or less yeah. um, I, I like and, corporate events as well because in my head it's like you know as comics we'll occasionally get corporate gigs and we'll be introduced by the CEO be like now here's the comedy of whoever but we would just be like alright everyone 
we've got a special guest for you now giving a team building presentation. Please welcome Ronald McDonald. <laughs> now it's pretty, you, it's pretty great. You're never more anonymous than when you're the guy with Ronald McDonald. <laughs> When when you say that there are three Ronalds to the state of Minnesota, like official Ronalds. So I know that because um, so other than those events, once a year for a month, there was like McDonald's team month or whatever. And they would send uh, Ronald McDonald to every McDonald's in the state. Um. And we had to do a third of the state. Okay. <laughs> Damn. So and is so that for is, like that month? I would like not block off anything else, and I mean, it, you make five, ten grand driving around. Holy wow. shit! Now, yeah. are, are there three per state, or is it like an electoral college? No, it, I mean thing. it depends on the. I mean, there's got to be you know <clears throat> probably twenty for Texas or right. I imagine right. a state like California has you know forty. You know, who knows the amount of Ronalds, population? You know. Yeah, well, and the new census data comes out. You have to, you know, upgrade the Ronalds. <laughs> if there's yeah, Ronald like gerrymandering, that yeah, 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 Ronald yeah. gets taken away from uh, from California and added to North Dakota, and you're like, mm-hmm. that seems unfair. What's going on? Who's drawing this? Yep. Sa- sadly, I think that program got put completely out of. It's gone now. They finally realized they were spending too much on Ronalds nationwide. <laughs> Oh, Even man. though that surely they were making some money back when there was like birthdays and stuff, you'd have to you you'd have to pay for that, right? You couldn't just say like, "Hey, my daughter's a big Ronald fan. What up? Can he can he swing by?" Or could you? I don't. I think. I mean, he got sent out to like big wig McDonald's owner events for the most part. <laughs> it was not. I I didn't get the sense it was like a for hire service. Right. If right. you own if you own ten franchises, uh, Ronald will do whatever you ask him. <laughs> yeah, like, he would get very. Anything. There was one guy who owned about that many franchises in Southeast Minnesota, and that guy. I mean, we were constantly going around to that guy's events, and he would get really nervous. He knew that that one guy could just you know have him axed from being a Ronald. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant that that guy he's, got he's nervous. the club like, owner Ron, in the Ronald's back, coming. man. Like everybody, he, if the club owner doesn't like the show, he's getting a new Ronald every time. Wow! <laughs> I just want to see like a eyes wide shut party, like password protected Fidelio, and then you get, you get to see the Hamburglar doing weird stuff to <laughs> yeah. Mayor McCheese. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why he's called the Hamburglar. Yeah. Yeah. So now Ronald, so, well, that's, that's a bummer that they, uh, they don't have that. Cause I remember, yeah, when I was a kid, sometimes you would see Ronald around, you know, like, uh, it feels like, yeah, in the eighties, I'm sure they still have something like that, but they put, they, I know they did away with the team thing at some, like we, he stopped getting sent around to every McDonald's. But Ronald was also on all the commercials and I haven't seen a, I haven't even seen Ronald in ages. I mean, now it's just the, I'm loving it, show some employees, you know. But it used to be like this is the guy, uh, but I but think now should... he's just the sort of homeless barrier on the benches. <laughs> like they just have the the, the McDonald homeless barrier bench thing. I think it should have to be Brian Cox from now on. He's the voice of McDonald's. You know, the, the dad from Succession. Yeah, yeah. Like if he has he to be the new Ronald, yeah. Ba da ba ba ba. Yeah. He does a lot of their commercials right now. He yeah, he's the voice of McDonald's right now. So he should be the new Ronald. It should be an old. Like it should be about like finding the new Ronald succession style. 
Yeah. If you, ki- if you kill the old Ronalds, you gain his powers. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I, I also got to believe, like, if they did a full um, McDonald Land cast of characters thing at Comic Con, that would be the hit. Even though there's no comic book connection, which there isn't for most stuff at Comic Con, like. I can't right. imagine a booth that would get more action than if you had like TV quality costumes for all the McDonald Land characters at San Diego Comic Con. No one else would line up for that. I would line up for that. No, okay. I mean, of course I would. That'd be that'd be huge. I mean, it's like <clears throat> I don't know, like how sometimes, uh, like in Nashville, I think this is probably everywhere, but uh, every now and then there's like a Shrek rave, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, as you'll just, see see a bunch of people dressed like uh, like in green and shit, you know? And I'm like, what's going on? And everyone's like, oh, we're just at the Shrek rave. And uh, I guess, but it's like a huge event, you know? Yeah. I just Googled McDonald's cosplay, 4.7 <clears throat> million results. Hell yeah. Wow. There's a, there's a Thor mashup I've just found. <laughs> sure. Ronald McDonald and Thor. Uh... <laughs> Just I'll, I'll 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 send that to you and we'll put it in the show notes as well so listeners can see what see what that is. That's uh, apparently a regular at the New York Comic Con. He's a um he has a chicken McNuggets hammer. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there's a so I went ahead and took the bullet. There's so much McDonald's porn, you guys. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Jesus, this is some <laughs> weird stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't Google that. That's my. I think I think I my computer just got hotter. Like when I <laughs> <laughs> clicked on one of those links, you know, like I can hear the fan going on. Wow. Yeah, that's intense. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. Well, happy birthday, Grimace, and yeah. to those who celebrate. Yeah. yeah, happy birthday, Grimace. Um, sorry about that. I didn't mean to make it very weird there, but that's that's great. That's great, uh, John. Um, aside from being dead in 1854, um, obviously now living as a ghost, uh, we like to ask all of our guests, if anything, what's your background in science? You know how a car works. You've driven around a fun corporate clown. Yeah, uh, but- that's range from like classes people liked or hated at school to blowing stuff up in the woods with their friends and so on. Uh, yeah, I would say I have uh, almost no background whatsoever in science other than, you know, I'm a human being on this earth experiencing sure. trial and error. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that you even are aware of that puts you in the upper percentile of humans on this earth and their background in science. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I always when someone tells me they're anti-science, I'm like, no, I don't think you could possibly I don't think that's how you can live a life like. They're just like floating in front of you saying that like <laughs> the only thing I can think of that I do that's really like anti-science is I will put the shampoo in my eyes every time I wash my hair more. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this is the time it's OK. But yeah. Like everything else I've learned as I went along. Right. <laughs> yeah, it really is when someone is really anti like Western medicine or science. I'm like, you're anti the idea of like checking to see if this works versus not doing this like that's really all you know if you simplify the scientific method it, it, like like uh, if you're really into something like astrology or something that you can actually just get a bunch of people and give some of them their actual thing and some of them a bullshit one and see that 
it isn't more accurate than the bullshit one. Right. Like, it's not some, you know, well, evil refu- force trying. Refusal just, comes into it at that point, though. Right. It's, it's you're right. refusing to, to do that. But just the idea that, like, having somebody, <laughs> having large groups of people try out a thing that you say works and seeing if it does work more often than not doing it, and then rejecting that if it doesn't line up with what you like and saying, well, that's the chauvinism of, like, the Western scientific method. Like, no, it's just give it to a bunch of people and it's, see, right. <laughs> see if it works. In right. fairness to them, it, 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 uh, when they say something like that, they are, they are usually someone who believes in a lot of things that aren't science. Right, I know. But it's like, if you don't call it science and just call it like, try it out a bunch, see if it works. <laughs> like, what's the rebuttal to that if you don't you give it a go name? Go back to just... calling all science natural philosophy. Yeah. And just see if like, oh no, this is, he's just a natural philosopher. And... <sighs> Who works in a lab? Or get, or if you can throw on the word organic, it might work or something. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, John? Do you have any favorite science courses as a kid? Like when you were, uh, uh, you know, I really I liked my chemistry teacher, but I was one of those. I was such a bad kid that it was just an individualized to whatever teachers were going to give me shit. Right. Right. I understand. Yeah. But he was cool with me. Like he he actually was the one of the guys who like sat me down. Like he sat me down at the end of high school and was like. I'm not worried about you getting into college. I'm worried about what happens when you get there. Like, <laughs> you're you're going to cause problems everywhere you go just for the fun of it. And you're going to realize that's probably not the best idea at the end. <laughs> yeah. I had I had one I had a history teacher who like got real with me one time, you know. Um who's like I think he it was like the first time I heard a teacher cuss. You know, <laughs> but he was uh, he was just like he kept me up for class one day and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, it was, it was like, <laughs> jarring to me. Like, he's like, what are you doing? The fuck? You know, uh, <laughs> anyway, and then I dropped out and stuff. Uh, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't even make it to chemistry. I don't think I took chemistry. I always hear people like uh, reminiscing about classes they had, you know, and I'm like, I didn't. Like in in Tennessee, like senior year of high school, you're taking like algebra one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just I I don't know. What yeah, I remember, you- I went to school at Auburn in college, uh, and uh, our 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 freshman math course was called Introduction to Mathematics. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Who are you fooling?" Yeah. That's yeah, you guys, it's like you should have met by now. I think you guys should have met a few years ago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um I yeah, just um, yeah. I, I still find it surprise I, I still find it ridiculous that the I don't get the American high school science system where you do a different science each year. Where I like right. one year you do physics and then you forget it for three years while you move on to chemistry and then biology and I that makes that seems such a weird way to do it. Yeah. But I mean, how, without having just, you know, half hour classes instead of hour classes, how would you make enough classes in the course of your day that you could keep on track for multiple sciences for all four years of high school? Uh, I don't know, but we did it. Like every, have like- every year you would have both, both, you'd have like biology, chemistry, physics. Yeah. All those would be, would be tracking throughout and you would have... Yeah, up until and languages. up until the end of up until when you you're 16 because then 
in in Britain you, or in England anyway, you do GCSEs and then you specialize in a couple in a few subjects when you get to A levels. But yeah, up until the age of sixteen, yeah, you do like you know a couple, one or two physics classes a week, and then same for chemistry and same for biology. Hmm. Oh. But I'm trying to think of what what you'd have to sort of give up. No. But I guess Defense when I was in high against school, against the dark arts and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. I do want it to be known, by the way, that the uh, the 1800s uh, John Conroy, his actual middle name is Ponsonby, which is I feel like a sort of go to comedy name for a posh person. Yeah, like, sure. British, sure. Like, like I've never actually met a Ponsonby, but that seems like uh, Sir Ponsonby Smythe is a sort of go to. Oh, you want to you want to create a fake posh person in an English comedy? That's right. it. <laughs> it's uh, well, we're talking stereotypical Brits, but yeah, yeah, you know, you do we do the normal things. We do all the chanting and and bowing, and you know, horses. Yeah. Just a, a class that's just horses. horses. Yep. Yeah, horse class. Sure, <laughs> sure. I was reading about the. Um, I don't. I. It was like a wiki rabbit hole, and I don't remember how I got into it. I don't remember. <clears throat> it was the last capital punishment in England, um, and then you know when they when it when they quit doing it. Uh, so it was a false. It, it, it was a. It was a person that was like. Yeah, they were like mentally ill, and they but they didn't do it. They were just like standing there, and it, they kind of got screwed by the prosecution and. It was a wrongful. Uh, it was a wrongful death, you know. But right. then I was reading that in the late 1800s there were 200 capital crimes, like 200 different crimes that were capital crimes, um, and that's insane to me. And then I was, I was like, how many does America? Ha- I mean, America still is capital punishment. How many capital crimes do we have? I mean, Did there you are- find out? No, no. I mean, I, I, I got really sleepy. I was like, I'm, I'm going to bed. I'd like to assu- I'd like to assume yeah sure I'd like to assume there aren't any that don't involve having taken another life is that not true Oh that def there had yeah, to wait. have been if to hit 200 No 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 I'm saying right now on the books in America are there any things you can do that don't involve killing someone that can get you killed Uh probably high not treason, probably not maybe I, high treason maybe But I know like uh you know it used to be like horse theft right, you, right. they could hang you and stuff but I don't know I don't know how far down it went or if like any really weird ones were on the books. You know, like, you know, right, of, like shellfish st- on Sundays or something. Yeah, yeah. Some some absurd thing that you just didn't know that you were in a state where like you can't own a giraffe and then they, mm-hmm. they kill you. I don't know. Very um, strange. What's that, Matt? OK, I'm looking at federal capital offenses now. Um, and uh, th- so this is just the federal ones. I presume there's also ones that are at state level. I don't know how it works in America. We still haven't worked that out with stuff like that. But um, neither is America. What <laughs> one of them is espionage? Okay. Um, most of them seem to be murder, uh, various types of murder. Um, uh, like genocide is one. Okay. I was about to say fair enough, but I don't agree with the death penalty in general. But if you are going to have the death penalty, it seems fair <laughs> that like genocide, genocide is on the list. Sure. I, don't, uh, I think that would fall under the guise of killing people, though. I, yeah. It seems like you could argue that any individual murder is is the – any genocide starts with a single step, right? Like Maybe a, the worst. A journey of a thousand that. miles. Uh, so – yeah, like a very a very poor attempt at genocide is what you could call right, a murder. Right, right. Like the, just the lamest genocide. Hmm. Uh, treason is in there. It's still treason, in there. 
treason and espionage are the only two on the list that are not ones that explicitly involve someone ending up dead. Okay. Uh, murder by use of a weapon of mass destruction. That's one. Okay. Oh, one of them is assassination or kidnapping resulting in the death of the president or vice president. <laughs> so that's that's something to avoid, listeners, if you're in America specifically. No. Yeah. That. So not even kidnapping. Don't do it. Yeah. Like resulting in as in like it could be just a very uh, uh, barely related like downstream. Can everyone hear those sirens, by the way? Yeah, it's like, like, who's, like the who's second we those? start talking about murdering. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a president dying and suddenly there's sirens. Like, what have we done? Oh, no. Are they that quick? Who's wow. who's who's uh, whose end is that happening on? That's that's me. I'm I'm right by Cedars. Oh shit! Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, you also can't murder a member of Congress, an important executive official, or a Supreme Court justice. What if so you're an ex- <laughs> so if you're an executive official, and then the person doesn't get the death penalty? That's how you find out you're not important. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly that. You're you're like I I thought, huh. Yeah, what a, what a weird line to survive on that someone's not a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> <laughs> He's only a state judge. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Um, Man. Uh, uh, one of them is murder related to the smuggling of aliens, and it took me a second to realize that means people who are not American, Oh, sure. Not yeah, sure. Like, or does it? X-File stuff. Sure. Sometimes I was at the post office the other day and there was a sign that was like, uh, if you assault a postal worker, it's like 10 years in prison minimum or something, which and I don't know how to assign punishments to to things or what things, you know, uh, like I'm glad I'm not in charge of those things. Um, But I just thought, man, like how often does that happen where they're like, we're going to need this on the books and it's going to have to be very severe, you know, (laughs) but yeah, I also wonder, I, I see those signs, I guess not as much anymore, but I remember in Oregon, I used to see the signs near construction sites that say, kill a worker, seven years slash $7,500. I'm like, maybe don't mention, you'll lose seven years of your life. That's something. Uh, you'll also have to buy a used Camry. Like 7,500 is nothing compared to seven <laughs> years of your life. Like why well, that's even? Why all, this, all this like, you know, all the stuff happening right now with all the speaking of espionage, all the Trump stuff. It's like they're they're just going to give him the fines, which are very negligible. Right. Versus any prison time or whatever. Well, if they give him the fines, that implies there's a guilty verdict on some count, which is really all anybody is hoping for. Right. 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 But but I'm saying like I'm I'm fairly sure. I mean, they are going to go ahead with it. So it's like he's going to plead something or. One of them will be guilty, you know, 38 yeah. counts, right? So, like, unless it's just an insane, like, Manchurian candidate jury, which which could happen. Yeah. Um, I really, I'm surprised at how little I've paid attention to this. I really don't care. Like, right. I'm not just saying that. It's like, whatever at this point. It's like, I'm not going to get my hopes up for anything. Oh, neither am I. That's what I mean. It's like, nothing is, they're not going to, you know. There's there's no fucking way. There's no way it like it went from like you can't indict a sitting president to you can't indict an ex. You just can't indict that guy. You just can't. Right. That's going to that's the line. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like the fine because I saw all this stuff and it's like 
my, my point is those punishments blew my mind. They're like, okay, so if you violate the Espionage Act, it's uh, 20 years in prison or a $1,500 fine. You know, and I was just yeah. like, Jesus, <laughs> you don't know which we might pick. Yeah. Be- <laughs> you, you get you get to choose a, one of these two boxes. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> man. Yeah, well, that's, those are the laws on the books in the U.S. I wonder what the laws would be on, say, a, a, a moon of Saturn. Yeah, see, you, you don't want to be in a cell block uh, cell block for life, you know, but a, a building block, perhaps, of, of life? <laughs> what, what, what are we, what, Andy, what are you talking about there? Uh, well, NASA's Cassini uh, has revealed the building blocks, f- or at least a building block for life in, I always forget if it's Enceladus or Enceladus. Enceladus, right? I don't know. I've seen a few Cassini Enceladus? films. Weird, weird stuff. <laughs> the, the moon <laughs> of Let's Saturn. Let's go with it. Which one did, we've talked about it extensively before and I've forgotten which we, Enceladus, I, Enceladus. I I don't know, but look, this is a story that Justin Broad sent in and it didn't come with a pronunciation guide, so we're just gonna. See, I'm, well, I'm not like gonna. In, keep... Enceladus, like almost like Enceladus, but. Even Wikipedia doesn't have the, oh, hang on, here it goes. It does have the pronunciation guide. Second syllable, Enceladus. Okay. Is that what you're seeing, Matt? I, I'm well. It, it links to the thing that's written in all the squiggles, and then you have to go through to the, translate the squiggles, and I, you know, the phonetic symbols. Oh right, right. the, 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 yeah. the wingdings. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And who knows? Who that's the, the hell correct, knows what any of those right even mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think what I just found via Google uh, seems to imply. I do that a lot. I I look up how to pronounce stuff, and then when I see that, it means nothing to me. Like I've never learned. <laughs> what those things mean like oh yeah so it looks like it's got a little line over the e okay sure upside upside down lowercase e all right i'm with you all right i'm with you i'll i'll do that then okay so the first the first e is the e that you find in dress prestige and length so that's Uh, eh and sir and then the second one is the where is it it it's the Backwards or the upside down lowercase e. Mm-hmm. Is that a schwa? It, what is that? Oh god, I hate this. That's uh yeah, that's that is what you would hear find in the end of comma or abut or bazaar. So it's sort of an uh an uh sound. So Encelad Enceladus. Yeah. Enceladus. And so I would have I would have thought the Ence- first two vowels are the same sound. And so, uh, but it's and so and so. Are we sure it's not an in, in, Enceladus? Oh, here we go. Enceladus. It's second there. syllable is the accented one. Okay. Oh, hang on, it's coming out of my headphones. John, are you loving this podcast or what? I'm, I'm yeah, you it. fucking pumped, man. <laughs> We're gonna get to the bottom of this pronunciation. Are you so psyched? Um. <laughs> Anyhow, so, okay, let's just, yeah, Enceladus. Uh, so using data collected on NASA's Cassini mission, an international anyway, team of you, science... next story. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> that's, that's, next yeah, story, next that's story. that sorted. Yes. Yeah. Uh, international team of scientists has discovered phosphorus, an essential chemical element for life. Phosphorus? Phosphorus. <laughs> phosphor you? <laughs> uh, that's how they used to advertise it back when it was first discovered. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> the, there's no I in phosphorus. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, the American Phosphorus Board says. <laughs> yeah, I remember those commercials. Uh, yes, they found phosphorus locked inside salt-rich ice grains ejected into space from Enceladus. The small moon is known to possess a subsurface ocean, and water from that ocean erupts through cracks in its icy crust as geysers at its south pole, creating a plume 
that plume then feeds Saturn's E-ring, kinky, with ice particles. Uh, <laughs> that's the faint ring outside of the brighter main rings. <laughs> During its mission at the gas giant from 2004 to 2017, Cassini flew through the plume and E-ring numerous times. Scientists found that Enceladus's ice grains contain a rich array of minerals and organic compounds, including the ingredients for amino acids associated with life Ooh. as we know it. And phosphorus, the least abundant of the essential elements necessary for biological processes, hasn't been detected until now. The elements are building block for DNA, which can, which forms chromosomes and carries genetic information, and it's present in the bones of mammals, cell membranes, and ocean-dwelling plankton. Phosphorus is also a fundamental part of energy-carrying molecules present in all life on Earth. Life wouldn't Didn't be you possible write a whole web series show about phosphorus? Uh, I did one on uh, potassium. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but but it is one of the uh sorry. No, no, but it is one of the three uh if you see like if you see fertilizer, you'll see NPK on it with different percentages because nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium are the like three those are the big boys. Those are the big big boys. Like my K joke didn't get enough uh didn't get enough there, you know? Oh, I didn't I'm really sorry. proud of it. And um you know, wrote a whole series on potassium. Okay. <laughs> oh, God damn it. it was pretty fucking good. It was, uh, it was, it was, it uh, was, I'd say it was solid AG. <laughs> and, <laughs> solid uh, gold. Yep. It was solid. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's box office ag. Um, <laughs> guys, so what do we think? Uh, life, uh, just uh, random amino acids forming. Life uh, started completely from random here. So we're getting out here. What Man. if. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's got to be what happened, right? I guess. I mean, yeah, I, would, I, would, uh, I think it was probably a fucking weird ass uh, random thing. I don't know. John, what's your theory on how life started? Yep. John, go. <laughs> I, I got nothing here. The Grimace shake. <laughs> that was the primordial soup. That's the real primordial ooze. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the Grimace Shake. I just way, mean... I've heard the phrase the Grimace Shake for years, and I'm only now finding out it's a drink. <laughs> I can be whatever. It's a state of mind. Um, Dance craze. It's a... Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to go down to... Well, you guys got to do, you got to go down to Chili's Bar and Grill and try that new rusty trombone. They got the... Uh, <laughs> that thing's terrific. That's good apps. Um, what, so what do you think happens if, let's say, it becomes proven... Like, not about Earth, though. Okay, so, like, not about Earth. They're like, we have discovered on another planet the ingredient, like, life is not there, but the ingredients are there, and we we have watched it happen. We've seen it develop. Like, to eventually, single-celled organisms come from this soup, you know? The, like, the we, we've seen it happen. We've seen it become, come into existence through chemical reactions. Uh, do you think it's like the Trump indictment? Like nothing changes, nothing happens. Oh yeah. If even if we detected actual like single cell organisms somewhere besides Earth, I don't think anything important changes. I think everyone just right. like retrofits it to their yeah. beliefs, and uh, we move on, and no one's even like, yeah. I don't think I don't think any religions are going to be disbanded. I don't think yeah any policy changes. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I. <laughs> I don't know if that's pessimistic or optimistic. I don't know. It's just, kind of a bummer to think there's nothing that can wow us, you know, which is sort of true, I think. 
for better or for worse. Like even, right. I mean, ChatGPT, like, uh, again, I know somebody, it's my fucking uh, pet thing to talk about, but uh, I, I am constantly, I just saw an article about how, how few people have actually checked it out. Like tons of people are aware it exists, but a tiny fraction have ever bothered. It'd be like if an alien landed and we had like a 4K video of the alien like breakdancing and explaining faster than light travel. And someone's like, yeah, I heard about that video. Oh, did you watch it? Oh, no, I didn't watch. I heard about it. Like, I get it. Like, what, you didn't watch the video of the alien hover breakdancing right. and talking about its home planet. And I was like, nah, I, I get it. I get it. I, I guess I do. Yeah, see, I've not checked it out. Yeah. I, I mean, I do see a difference. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> I suppose yeah, I do I see haven't. I don't think I'm going to. I'm a little afraid of it. I mean, being afraid of it's not a reason not to see, like, it's coming whether you want to look at it or not. So there's no point in not looking at it. So. I, I do understand, though, not. I do understand how people in their minds could just be like, oh, yeah, a new technology thing. Like, I, I get that it is bigger. I get that the implications are larger and the ramifications and what it's going to do. I get all that. But I do think I, I can see how someone could skip that as opposed to aliens landing. Like it, it, it's a giant world changing thing, but I do think we would get over it so fast yeah. if it would, it'd be like, oh, that crazy. Yeah. I remember last year when aliens land, I mean, you know, as, as long as there's no big takeover or something like, like I think district nine handled it perfectly where it was just completely normalized. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like the, just the way it was talked about is just aliens landed and then it was like, it was crazy, but then it's just the world goes on. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think that would happen. Like, uh, we're just incapable of being really shook at this point by anything, <laughs> which mm. maybe is good. I don't know. It feels bad for some reason, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I would argue that like an alien crashing here, like that doesn't really impact our lives anywhere near as much as the LLMs that came out last year are impacting our lives. Like this is a sure, much bigger but what if it, shift what if it, everything like, about if life. It, if an Independence Day scenario were to take place. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's bigger. Yes. But, like, there are tons of scenarios where an alien visiting would be way less impactful yeah. and shocking than what just happened with our own technology making this quantum leap. And people aren't even that curious about about that leap that just happened. Like, that just blows my mind. I'm not saying I'm not curious. I just don't want to be involved in it. Right. But, like, to not even... You've gone on it, so you, you're kind of, like, your head no, is... No, I haven't. You haven't gone to ChatGPT yet? Nope. Yes, you have. Well, we've been like the episode we talked about it. You went to it, didn't you? Nope. No, that was me in no, December. I was, <laughs> that was me. I was all in immediately. Wait, I was like, I'm checking this I, out. I want to hear about the logic behind. But this. I haven't and gone I, back. I haven't checked. I haven't gone back uh, since our app on it. What since December? No, I haven't seen it since December. Uh, Oh my God! I am. Sh <laughs> how, how is curiosity not trumped everything else? See, and now you're shook. I'm Look shook. That. We're sh I, you're sh you're sh we're shakable. Genuinely, sh I mean, it is the most used app on my phone. Like, I pay the twenty bucks for the GPT four version. There's nothing it can't. What do, do you use it for? Anything, anything that I would have Googled before, I, I'd go to that first. Like, it's so much faster and more direct and correct. But anything and everything in my life, like my history is like thousands of prompts long. Uh, it, just anything. I mean, think of anything you don't like doing, go to that first to see if it can do it. And a lot of times it can do it. <laughs> like whatever your most annoying task is, ask that 
the chat GPT before you waste your time on it. I suppose most of my annoying tasks are, are physical things, like until I can have just a helper robot yeah. situation. Um, like, I understand, like, hey, write a code for the, I want this to happen, write a code for it. I get that, yeah. you know, um, but I don't really do those things anyway. Right, um, right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I, uh, I don't know. So for me, it's more novelty right now. Like yeah, the, the only thing I've seen it used for is really comedians mocking. Yeah. I mean, that's people being pretty uncreative. But like, meanwhile, like in the next couple of years, it's going to be defined by this of just everyone using it and lying about using it because everybody's using it for a first draft of everything. Because why? Why wouldn't you like why spin your wheels? Like I just used it to help a friend who was putting off writing. He was officiating a wedding. And he'd put it off to like four hours before he had to do it. And I'm like, all right, come here. And he had done this super long interview with the bride and groom. And, and he was trying to like read it out loud to me. I'm like, no, cut, cut and paste that entire thing as the prompt. Put this. And it was like, you know, a couple thousand words. And he's like, here's all this stuff. And I make it less than 10 minutes long. And the first draft was like 90% there. And then we just tweaked it a little bit. And it was great. And everything, everyone loved it. And it doesn't matter that, that he didn't write it because no one has to know that unless they listen to this podcast. Sure, sure. Hmm. But, okay, interesting. Matt hasn't even visited the site. Is this out of, this is like a sort of principled like protest? Uh, I mean, it's a bit of stubbornness and a bit of like, I can't be, can't be doing with it. Yeah, I'd say most, huh. most of mine is like, can't be bothered with it. Wow. Type, type stuff. Okay, how how advanced would it have to be before you'd be like, okay, now I'm curious. I mean, I already know I already know what it can do. I've seen examples of people using it. Right, well, I've seen a couple the, examples. The, Doesn't the same as poking at it and trying to find its boundaries yourself and see and like because it can do so much more than you probably even think it can. I just uh, for me, it's just got to be like physical. Like, can it mow my lawn? You know what I mean? Like, like right. get on that when when that's happening. You know, I'm all about like having a helper bot situation. Um, yeah, but, let's give it some blades and see what it does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess just with uh, with like, I mean, I guess I could see like if if uh, I don't know if I was uh, if I was in a position where I was writing a bunch of like. There aren't many things in my life right now that it where I need it um, right. or that I it mean, would, you know, enhance or something right now. Like there aren't many. I don't have many tasks where um, I'm like, ah, yes, um, AI could help this a lot. Now, maybe that's me being very uncreative about my own life. I'm just like, I, it's not going to help me drive to the grocery store. No, no. But if there's like an annoying email, like I just listened to a podcast, they were talking about like te a teacher who was using it um, for communication with parents of students because he had gotten a note before that he was too like blunt or brusque with, you know, not criticism, but feedback about the kids. So he would write the email he was going to send, then put it in and say, now, now take the edge off this and make it totally such that the parents will be happy with this information like that's a perfect use for it you know yeah yeah things like that you or know. just you know I, I think i mentioned writing the email to my landlord about uh, a buyout of the rent controlled lease and um putting in all the parameters and like all the things like i don't want to like make it known that i want to move i just want to like have it known that i am willing to talk about and whatever i came came back with a 
$5,000 offer to buy me out, which is a good starting point. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I just, I just don't do enough adult stuff like that. Like, I don't know what any of those words mean, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> My landlord's like this guy named Larry and I have to give him like an actual check once a month, you know? And uh, that's about it. Yeah. But you know, you know, if at some point you wanted to like negotiate some deal and wanted to do that as effectively as possible, and it's not something that's natural to you to do it. Sure. Sure. It just I sounds like, I, yeah, I, I'd be terrified if you could show me it doing punch up. Oh yeah. It can do but punch up. I, yeah, totally. I, that's, I, I haven't seen that though. It's always like way off and disconnected. Oh yeah. I mean, people, people, First of all, people who are like prompting at it are doing it. The ones who are doing the things you're talking about are hoping to get bad answers out of it to make fun of it. So they're sure, not like becoming yeah, good at writing that. at writing good prompts. They're probably not paying for GPT-4. The GPT, the free one was like 10th percentile on the LSAT and MCAT. The $20 a month one was 90th percentile. So it's a big leap, the one that's a little bit of money. Uh, but yeah, when you're trying to make it fail and you're not actually trying to learn how to be a good prompt engineer, which is like what everybody should be working on right now, you're not going to get great stuff, but you can get, yeah, the jokes aren't great, but like, it's great for like list based comedy. Cause you can just be like, give me a hundred shots at this. And if only five of them are good, you've got five good things, whatever that sure. is. Sure. Um, no, I, I, I can see the benefits for a listicle type. Th I mean, I think it's already happening, right? Oh yeah, everybody, all, like, everybody's using it and lying about it. Like it, it's or or and, they're laying everyone off and not lying. Yeah, about it, I don't think it's going to be like. But exactly. I also think the people that have been doing that have been doing that for so long. You're not going to convince me that there's going to be more people taking a shortcut now. What do you mean? Right, right. Like there's always people trying to game shortcuts. Of course, like and why there would always have like, I can't see how it's any more. I mean, I guess I see. Like it's learning along, but I, I can't see how it's any more effective than Google. You can't see how it's more effective than Google. I, I would recommend you install the ChatGPT app yeah. and ask it what you would ask Google and look at the tutor's responses. Cause I think you'll be much happier with the response. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I'm going to be happy with it when it can build things, build physical things. Oh, yeah? uh, what are some things you guys would have built? Hmm. You know, just, it could be a crazy idea. Anything you want. Any any physical thing you want, like mm -hmm. complex machinery or just like simple anything. Shapes? Yeah, anything. You know what I'd go for, probably. What's that? Frog pants. Frog pants. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'd make pants for frogs. Interesting. I would do yeah. it. Mm hmm. Uh, Liam Kennedy thought that too when he sent in this uh, CBC radio story. Yep. Uh, biologists have designed frog pants. Um, those are to track amphibians as they travel vast distances to care for their young. How do you track a bunch of teeny-weeny frogs across the vast <laughs> rainforests of South America? By putting teeny-weeny trackers on their teeny-weeny underwear, of course. Um, biologist Andreas Pesuconis and his colleagues wanted to study the navigational capabilities of poisonous frogs that are too small for most animal tracking devices. So he designed a Speedo-like harness that wraps around their back legs and props a tiny radio tracker on their backsides. The researcher team dubbed the invention Frog Pants, though Pasaconis says it's a little bit of a misnomer. My French colleagues like to call it a telemetric G-string, mm -hmm. says Pasaconis. It's a senior scientist at Lithuania's uh, Vilnius University. 
Uh, it's a lot of fine motor skills and a lot of practice in handling tiny frogs and sewing little frog harnesses. But we finally got them in the rainforest, and we catch them, and we put the tags on. Uh, Pasakonis was a PhD student at the University of Vienna when he first started experimenting with the frog pants design, um, just majoring in sculpture. Uh, and, he, and he later put it to use while working as a postdoctoral fellow at Stanford University in California. So he and his colleagues, they used these tracker pants to study the spatial skills of three frog species that range from three to five centimeters in length. Diablito poison frogs in Ecuador and brilliant-thighed poison frogs and dying poison frogs in French Guiana. The findings were published late last year in the journal eLife. So the, the only way to really study movements of animals, as we know, is uh, to be able to track them and follow them around. But nobody's managed to do that or even tried with frogs that are that tiny. Because, you know, you can't, you're not going to put like a tracking. So, they're so tiny. They're so tiny and cute. You're not going to put a little tracking bracelet. And I've seen some of these in, in zoos, uh, some of these frogs they're talking about. And they are absurdly tiny. I think I, I really want everyone to picture comically tiny. These are comically tiny on your pinky okay. fro frogs. Because these pictures don't have anything that allows you to give like a sense of scale. Yeah, I think I mean, some, a leaf, but... some of these are larger than others. Some of these frogs are, yeah, they're, they'll like fit on your thumbnail, the whole frog. Aww. Like an, an adult. Yeah, it's cute. But then it's like apparently like you'll die if you touch it or something. Sure. Um, you know. <clears throat> so... Uh, the the goal, he says, and the challenge where he spent a good part of his PhD was trying different versions of different tags for frogs, different attachment methods, trial and error, to finally get to be able to put tags on and track them to study their behavior. And the frogs didn't really like these G-strings, but they didn't seem to mind too much. Um, and the team removed the trackers after four to six days. Like any animal, they might scratch a little bit afterwards, like a dog with a new collar, and then they just go on with their business. The, so this design caught the eye of Richard Esner. That's a biologist at Southern Illinois University, uh, Edwardsville, who studies animal locomotion and has particular interest in little frogs. Tracking small frogs with radio telemetry is not an easy thing to do, says Esner, uh, who was not involved in this study. But about a decade ago, he says his lab attempted to use radio telemetry to track the movement of the threatened Illinois chorus frog using a transmitter attached via an elastic belt. So, unfortunately, they had to abandon that when they found the transmitter apparatus was interfering with locomotion. Mm. The belt was too tight. It caused abrasion. Too loose. It would slide down the leg. Uh, and it left the frog immobilized and vulnerable to predation. But these frog Whoa. pants, he says, these frog pants are fucking perfect. <laughs> so. These are the athleisure of the, of the frog research world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't, need, we don't need stilettos. We want some, like, sweats you can wear on an airplane. They we don't are kind care of what we look like. These are kind of weird because they do just have like a massive antenna hanging off the back. But yeah, I guess they, it, it, it doesn't interfere with locomotion. It seems like that antenna would be somewhat of a burden, but uh, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just very like string like and we're just not getting it from the photos. I mean, because mm -hmm. I'm thinking of like a car antenna, you know, that's a nightmare. But um, hmm. So we can do it now. They can, we can track. Do it. Finally, frog G-strings are here. We can finally track these frogs. Wow. Uh, John, life they after death. can't get Thoughts? the sit right now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. 
Sorry, John, you were saying something? I said they still can't get the fit right for the thongs, though. I know. They do seem a little baggy. Mm-hmm. This one picture with the little the green-spotted guy. Maybe that's just the fashion. It could be. It seems it's a little more like a sumo, sumo wrestling outfit to me, almost. Yeah. On a, on a frog scale. And as always, I'm going to jump down to the comments where people are having some fun. Okay. Jason Barra <laughs> says, are they ribbed for their pleasure? Uh, to which Bill replied, rib it for their pleasure. And then John replied, rub it. <laughs> and they all, sounds like they all had a bit of fun down there. So, yep. That's nice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I guess the, the big question why, right? Why sure. are we doing this? Why do we need to do it? Um, and, and the answer is that frogs are much smarter than we think. Um, so to protect any species, it's banal, but we need to understand uh, what they're about and what they're up to. His team's study compared navigational skills of male and female frogs, but Pacasonis says the massive amount of data they gathered from more than 300 frogs could have much wider implications. We usually work closely with the local conservation agencies and nature reserves, etc., to pass them on information so it can be used for conservation purposes. Uh, it's also, he says, about scientific curiosity. So when it comes to animal cognition and behavior, frogs are understudied and he believes underestimated compared to birds and mammals. The poisonous rainforest frogs, he says, may only be a few centimeters in size, but when they breed, they carry their tadpole between 200 to 300 meters across the rainforest to find them the perfect puddle to grow in. And then they turn right around and make their way home again. How could a little frog, frogs are typically not thought to be very smart, learn to navigate Ouch. on such a big scale? And how do they find their way around more on a fundamental scientific level? We're uncovering that overall amphibians, for example, might be smarter or have more complicated cognitive abilities than we thought. Hmm. It's, it is impressive. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, when I was down in Florida for my cousin's wedding and it was, it's sea turtle hatching season. So I started Googling or chat GPTing the life cycles of these things and they go through the Gulf Stream and end up like out in the Atlantic, like way, you know, thousands of miles away, but they come back yeah. to the to the beach where they were born to nest later in life. I'm like, how the fuck could there be a, a, something in their heads that can get them thousands of miles back to where they started? It just makes no sense. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with, with like, out of any like animal migration, especially solo ones like that, right? Like that's solo. They're not in a big group mm -hmm. when that happens. It's just each turtle on their own finds their way back to like, you know, the coast of Mississippi or whatever. Right, right. It's crazy. Right. Venice, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh did you guys ever have John, did you ever have any amphibian or reptile pets growing up? No, I can't say I and I've I've never had any thought as to the relative intellect of frogs like i didn't even you never tried to train a frog for uh well when they when i was reading them purposes. like they're smarter than we think and i was like i don't think i've ever had a thought <laughs> as to how smart a frog is relative <laughs> right. to any other animal yeah they are portraying it like the classic theory that we all know about that frogs are pretty dumb <laughs> they're twice as smart as you think well two times zero is still uh, yeah I, or the only thing i've ever heard are fairy tale or warts yeah sure <laughs> never like oh that's a smart frog look at that guy he's making plans yeah and then there they are kind of like uh what we got kermit and then i guess every now and then a frog is sort of like 
still no pants, but has like kind of a tuxedo with a top hat and a cane and is like dancing a bit. Sure. You know, hello, my baby style. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. Matt, do you have frogs in the wild in, in the UK? Do you catch yes, we frogs? do. Yeah, we have them. They exist. Did you? I don't know why I said in? that in such a disbelief in a, in, a, <laughs> in that tone because there are definitely animals that you would think we have and we do not. But I feel like you guys uh, are more of a salamander country than a frog for some reason. A salamander? Where are salamanders native to? I don't think also in the US, but I don't know where else. Is uh, is there yeah, like no, a classic dumb frog? <laughs> I can't think of any. Uh, crazy frog? There's a crazy frog. He loves to fly around on some kind of hover bike and sing the theme from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. He was huge. He was a huge star. I mean, like a big one musician. of the biggest. One of the biggest <laughs> frog success stories. One of the best. Let's see. what. How many, how many views would you guess Crazy Frog Axel F has on YouTube? This might be a repost of the original, but uh, any guesses? Um, no guesses. Not a guess. <laughs> two million. I'm guess sixty-two million. Uh, three point nine billion. <laughs> three point nine billion views. <laughs> That's what we love: is frogs that are crazy. I mean, it's really it's a good tune. Yeah. I mean, Axel F by itself is a great tune, but like I think the yeah. frog really lifted it into art. Now, is this the... Uh, no, that's not the Mortal Kombat tune. That's also... Another... Axel, Axel F from A Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But but it's like... It's kind of one of those things... Like, you ever try to do the... Um, it's, it's actually very, very hard to do the Star Wars theme. So hum the Star Wars theme. Mm-mm. Wait, now I'm thinking of Star Trek. Hold on, what's the Star no, Wars? no? That was I think you were on it. You're on Star Wars. Uh, the heroic Star Wars theme. Right? I, okay, I can get the I can get the Imperial March. Okay, okay, head. so it's okay, right? Okay, so give it a hum. Give it a hum. All right, now switch to the Superman theme. Switch it over. Right? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, very good. Very good. Okay. Anyway. Wait, what was the theory face. there? You well, most people can't because it's like the same exact seven notes. And I mean, the they're basically... They stac- staccato yeah. in the same... Yeah, it's the same song. They're basically all bugle bugle yes. intervals yes like you can play them all exactly. without using keys or without using a slide in the trombone because it's like a fifth and a fourth yeah octave yeah they're and all a fifth they're and a all just yeah. guitar harmonics yeah yeah wait yeah. without using a slide on a trombone how does that's the same as a bugle when you don't use keys you can just use your mouth to jump and but the only notes you can hit like on a trombone you can hit a pedal b flat then you can hit a b flat above it then yeah. an f then a b flat then a D, then an F, then a, like the intervals keep getting smaller and smaller in the harmonic series, but you can get all those notes. Like that's why, you know, um, any bugle call, like it's taps it's and same, reveille, yeah. it's all the same notes rearranged, but. Yeah, because that's, that's all just mouth control, you yeah. know, making that happen. And that's most of John Williams' fanfare horn-based things. Like, even Jurassic Park, I think, starts off with that. Then that one interesting note is when it, like, deviates from a bugle kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it gets very hard, like, to go. So, like, you know, 
to go Indiana is Jones, that, Star like... Wars. It's very difficult. Point is that uh, that thing that you were just playing there, the Beverly Hills Cop thing, and then like the Mortal Kombat thing. My, and this is only a theory. Haven't researched it. Uh, the same things like happening in my head where I'm just like confused as to which one's which. And when I'm thinking of one, I can't think of the other. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right. I don't know. I get that. Matt, what was your... Matt, uh, Matt had a question on John Williams, I believe. I, I can't remember oh. what my question was now. <laughs> I, I think it was... He's still hot. Stupid, I'm pretty sure it's a stupid distraction about... Um, dinosaurs playing bugles and <laughs> work out your own joke from there sure mm-hmm. uh, but um so you, uh, what what else we have guys oh well, yes. you know what dinosaurs you know what dinosaurs can't have what's, what's that? that matt tattoos oh no count of the the technology having been developed after them too late yeah 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 a little too late it, it, was, it was mostly human technology tattoos and it's taken another advance in this story sent in by uh, Elaine uh, Ilminen. Uh, sorry, Elena, rather. I apologize, Elena. Is this the first story sent in? Who knows? Maybe. I could check very easily. I'm not going to. But thank you, Elena. Um, uh, new nano tattoos don't need batteries or wires. While it has biosensor potential, the ink could be sprayed on almost anything. So, <laughs> what? A, a, yeah, a nano tattoo. Researchers at two institutions in Istanbul have created nano-tattoos capable of passive wireless communications with nearby devices without the need for external power sources such as batteries. The advance could lead to numerous biosensing technologies that have up until now been stymied by relying on a bulky external power supports or wired communications. The the backscattering-based nano-tattoo sensor, BNTS, uh, great band, uh, tattoos were developed by Kristen D. Belcastro, who's a lecturer at Yeri Tepe University in Istanbul, and Onur Ergen, who's the vice chair of research and development at the Istanbul Te- Technical University's Department of Electronics and Communication, according to this story in uh, IEEE Spectrum. Um, where's IEEE Spectrum? Anyway, it seems it's legit. The, it's the, and yeah, the electrical engineering, uh, um, you know, society journal oh okay well there we go that is legit then so these tattoos are composed of two inks a zinc oxide ink containing embedded nanowires atop a graphene aerogel conductive ink these two inks are painted onto the skill simultaneously via separate needles Aragon says there's also some aerogel in the ink containing the nanowires though at a lower ratio than in the lower layer and as a result the two inks bond on contact that the device's wireless communications rely on the creation of electrical signals from piezoelectrical activity uh, made possible as the tattoos change shape, which converts mechanical energy into electrical energy. So this is the same. It's the form of electrical uh, creation. Like some some oven lighters use piezoelectric. Like it's certain types of crystals and other substances that when you compress them, they create an electrical current. So and guitar pickups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. And cri- well, cri- uh, crystal radios. Like, d- there's no power source. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, there's no external power at all, or or I mean, or internal, like no battery or anything. Oh, cool. <clears throat> um, so the tattoo's wireless networking infrastructure uses a smartphone to bounce signals off of the tattoo and receive data with a broadband modem as a helper device. In the researcher's work recently published in the IE Electron Device Letters, the system analyzed range of motion. 
however, Ergen says there are many more use cases they're exploring. Uh, there's a little picture of it on there. It doesn't look like a tattoo. It looks more like someone sort of squeezed some paint on someone's skin. Yeah. But, sure. Uh, when the painted tag receives the radio frequency signals, it reflects some of the signals to establish an uplink with the smartphone reader, while the smartphone establishes a downlink with a tag. From these communication links, the smartphone can continuously monitor the BNTS and process the information using artificial intelligence algorithms. So this, this communications approach called ambient backscattering is similar to RFID. Okay, like the you know the uh, wireless the things that you use to pay with your tapping on your uh, you know travel cards and so on. Mm -hmm. um, but does not rely on a limited number of allow frequencies. You know, I, ju I just got one of those. I've been sticking <laughs> that chip in for years. It's like blowing well, my just, mind. I'm just now just able to do it. Yeah. It's an exciting day, Jesse. Well, it's because, um, it's because I fell on that sweet spot of like my, my credit card, uh, you know, had like an eight years before it expired type thing. Right. So they just So they just sent me another one. Like I, I had just missed out. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I'm just, I'm loving it, man. I'm, 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 I'm buying shit I don't need. I'm swiping it all yeah. over the place. <laughs> I mean, there was we we've talked about this before, but the um, the the Croydon wizard who uh, dresses as a wizard and walks around Croydon, but he converted his he took the chip out of his Oyster card, which is the travel card in London, and put it into the end of a magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> That's that's that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now anyway. he can have it in his fingertip. Now he can be even can more magical. Yeah. Yeah, the the researchers successfully received information from the tattoos using a broadband modem at 900 megahertz and 2.45 gigahertz. So it's it's similar in principle to other electronic tattoos and that the co-inventor of one such tattoo says the wireless communications link is compelling. So Dmitry Kirov says um Having a passive wireless tattoo that you can still access information from is the key here. That caught my attention. Um, so Kirov created a graphene tattoo that can accurately measure blood pressure. As thin and flexible as the t tattoos are, however, Kirov says the Kirov rather says the wide connections the tattoos presently require are a considerable obstacle to creating a truly convenient device. The challenge with everything we've been working on ourselves is interconnect. And if there's an approach to do this entirely wirelessly, what they're onto here is a very interesting concept. What were the what were the wavelengths again? Did you say like two point four? Yeah, nine hundred megahertz and two point four gigahertz. Uh, Why? It's just not like a. I mean, it sounds like it's still not a very usable band. Uh, Why is that at the moment? You know, because you're because you're like they said it's still what like dial up band. Like it's not like that's that's borderline radio like radio frequency. But wait, no, it's not like radio frequencies in the kilohertz, right? Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Um, there's the lower radio. Mega um, is in the megahertz range, right? Right. Like 1077 is that's yes, in megahertz. Yes. No, correct. Um, yeah. Correct. Let me see here. Is AM in the kilohertz range? FM is in the megahertz. I just know. I mean, I thought the the G's right, like three G, four G, five G are are the gigahertz, right? But like that is that still considered? Oh, maybe it's still considered part of the radio part of the spectrum. But like that's still plenty. Like you know, my my Wi-Fi modem puts out 
two signals, the higher of which is five gigahertz and the lower is right. probably like two. And that's capable of doing tons of data. Like that's plenty. You were, you were saying that you don't think there's enough room in that. No, no, I guess it looks like 2.4 is pretty good. I was just, I was thinking about the, how far it can transmit, etc. Oh, Oh, okay. I don't know the range. Um, I mean, I'm. I don't know enough about the. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know why I even brought that up. <laughs> it's like trying to make myself sound smart. The, 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 well, the sideband on that is obviously not gonna. You know, like like they didn't think of it. Yeah. Like these people didn't. I gotta quit doing that. I always do that. I'm always like, yeah, but have. I think I get it from my dad. I'm not trying to make this therapy, but like I'm. Always, <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, but uh, have you thought of this obvious thing that these professionals would have thought about the first hour? <laughs> Um, <laughs> the bigger question is, yeah, would you guys get something like this if, and I'm not saying this is the case, what if you could have something like this, uh, but, but you couldn't, um, guarantee its security. What like if you, you could, if you could get useful biometric information on yourself constantly without having to wear anything, but somebody else near you could also get that information. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but if that was the trade-off, would you... A, would you want this I mean, at all, regardless of security? I mean, I'd always wear, like, a chainmail full, chain full-body suit so no one could scan me. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just constantly be in a Faraday cage. I mean, I doubt I'd be an early adopter. Yeah. John, do you have, like, a Apple Watch or any kind of... Um... No, no, I'm I'm uh, late on my generations of iPhones, too. Yeah, I, I don't have anything that monitors any part of my body just yet but uh matt you got a watch don't you nope oh i thought you had some kind of like fitbit or something nope don't have any of them i had a fitbit for a minute it was all right it'd be cool to see if i could get good sleep smartphone situation but that's all i got i don't have like a an apple watch or anything like that the the only reason it's not because i'm against any of those things it's because i don't want to like um you know, I mean, I have seen enough iterations of stuff that is I've seen enough laser disc in my day. Sure. To not right. want to just invest on something that's going to flop within a year. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. If you're if your biosensor tattoo is becomes the um, what was that interim yeah. audio the, technology the, on the a little Zune or whatever? Oh, oh, yeah. It was like the weird disc thing. The weird disc that was like the size of the, the mini disc, the y- Sony mini disc. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a one-year window. Could, that you could throw out of the window and uh, someone could skateboard over and then someone else picks it up and then hands it to a music industry exec and you get a record deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that mm-hmm. what the ad for it was? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's based <laughs> on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would wait a little bit, but I, I like the idea of getting one of these if it could do, like I've always wanted to get a sleep tracking thing, but I don't want to wear anything or... I guess there's, there's apps you could just have your phone in bed next to you. But I haven't tried that yet. But like, if I could get a tattoo that just gave me good sleep and heart data, I'd probably do that. But then yeah. I have to figure out what the fucking tattoo is of. Could it be a cool symbol and be <laughs> useful? Just like barbed wire around you. Oh, man. There but for the grace. I, I mean, there that could have happened to me in the 90s. It really... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I say you were prime candidate for a uh, barbed wire bicep tattoo. I, I want to think I would go tribal before barbed wire. I think, I think, I, yeah, I would have been like a Brooks 
Brooks Whelan style. Sure. Tattoo. If there was a there was a moment when I contemplated a tongue piercing, a couple of friends of mine were like, "Let's just do this. Why not?" I'm like, what? Why would that? Have- oh, I've I've contemplated a bunch of weird piercings, and it just never, you know, never took off. And also, I don't know why I would contemplate the weirdest ones out of the gate instead of you know what yeah. I mean. Like, I don't even hear an ear piercing. I never would have done an ear. But I was just like, yeah, I'll stretch out my septum or whatever. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. I I don't know. I don't know. And you see now, I mean, now you see the uh, people everywhere with like, or at least I do, with the formerly cone stretched like ears. So then they just have like the hanging. Oh, you know, yeah. We have a friend who got the surgery to, to repair it and actually looks, you wouldn't even I'm sure. Notice. I'm sure. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. I won't, I won't name and shame, but uh, yeah, he got, uh, when I, when I first met him, he had the gauges in and then um, to, to the point that I, like, it doesn't jump out in any way to the point that I forget about it if I'm, if, if the topic doesn't come up or something. Sure. Um, hmm. Sure. Is it Augie Smith? <laughs> it's Augie Smith. It's yeah. obviously Augie. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Um, Augie with gauges. Uh, John. Uh, yeah. we should wrap up the main episode we're going to do an extra story for our, our Patreon patrons but where can our listeners find you and everything you're doing and your tours and so on uh, I'm going to be uh, at Gutbusters in Outer Banks July 6 and 7 Roadside where is Grill Outer Banks? North in Carolina? Arlington, Virginia oh cool 7.13 and uh, Denver Comedy Lounge 7.50 nice uh, and and find you on Twitter and uh, yeah uh, I'm Conroy FTW on Twitter and uh, John Conroy Comedy on Instagram. Find get there. Uh, find him there. You can find us probablyscience.com. That is the web address. That's where we link to all the stories we cover in the show notes and also our Patreon and PayPal donation pages. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at probably science individually at Andy T Wood at Jesse Case and at Matt yeah. and probably science at gmail.com is the email address for any questions, comments, clarifications, and stories you would like us to cover. Um, and patron patrons, we're going to do an extra story for you guys, but, uh, John, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Had a blast. Bye. Bye.